This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. I want to talk to you about the difference in effect upon you, whether you are influenced by the material perspective of life or the spiritual perspective of life. We're all gauging and controlling and making decisions in our lives relative to what's convenient. People are moving to the cities, not from. They're coming closer to amenities, services, facilities, shopping. They're bringing themselves to associate with others, etc. And so this is all a form of convenience. And convenience means I desire it. So what we're talking about is that the material predicament is really a reflection of one's desires. And that those desires form a path through life and that is, that is taken by each individual. And this is called destiny. And this destiny is a combination of the results of your previous life activities and the desires you wish to fulfill this life. So we see society is being trained to desire the same thing. We have so many people that are leaving the land because it's too hard to work. We see that nobody in general, very, very, very few on a global scale, are producing any food. The masses are consumers and a few are trying to feed them. And because that's become the perspective we have corporations taking over the food producing process instead of people. So our desires are complicating our lives and simultaneously degrading them. Because the corporate makes their uh, food production easy with fossil fuel use, with tractors, with uh, me mechanical labor, uh, all sorts of processing, large quantities of waste, uh, large distances of transport, a variety of environmental impacts upon the survival experience due to it being done on a corporate level. Whereas if you have a large garden and say a greenhouse and some trees in your yard, you're able to move along through the years harvesting the bounty that you can produce and that is readily available and that comes from the land. We aren't doing that anymore. I was told that the way that the world came out of the Great Depression of the 30s was because some 8 or 9 percent of the population lived on the land. And they increased production and they coordinated to feed the people and get everybody through the collapse. And more people who were city-bound didn't have jobs. They started helping on the land. And because of it, we were able to pull out of the depression that was, you know, financially caused. But now we're in a situation where we have a depression looming on a global scale because of, again, financial uh, corruption. And it's going to mean that we're going to need to have close proximity to what we need to survive.
The cities could become in, uninhabitable very quickly, and that's simple. By All I have to do is turn off the power, okay? And then everybody's got trouble. We have to understand that our real dependency is upon the land. That is where our necessities of life originate, and that that's where we get what is required. If society is going towards the cities, what percentage lives on the land now? Well, the answer is only 3%. It was 8, now it's only 3. That means that the food is being produced in larger quantities in some area and hardly produced in other areas any longer. And so we're more dependent upon a system that is based on fossil fuel, based on uh, genetics, a variety of external things, water availability, etc., that we are not in control of. The ability to be in control of your food when it's in your garden or your yard or your orchard and your water when it's coming from a well or the rain is much greater than dependent upon supermarkets. But we've been given the supermarket conception of life since, well, we were children. So we believe that this is the way it's done. When in actuality, this is the way they're doing it. But for centuries and centuries and centuries, it's been done the other way, where people have the skill and ability. It's not difficult when you know what you're doing. That's the case of anything. And they produce their own food and resources from their land. And now we're in the situation where most people don't have any land. Even if you have a house, it's just a house and yard or garden. It's not a house and orchard and acreage, even one or two. So we don't have the facilities for the people to take care of themselves. And this is a precarious situation. If you do not have the resources you require to survive, if the resources you're dependent upon and the individuals you're dependent upon have a major issue, you aren't in the equation any longer. And you have to regroup. You have to re-coordinate your situation. And we're not looking at that. We're being encouraged to shop and to en enjoy. We're being encouraged to fulfill our desires. Go shopping. Go buy stuff from China you don't need. Go stand around at the mall and just feel happy and listen to the music. Not really do anything with your day. But in the end, you'll stop and buy something, even at the mall, because you have to eat to survive. But what are you contributing to the food chain? Every individual who's on the planet consuming should also be in some degree contributing. I don't mean contributing to the workforce. Oh, we, uh, we're a, a PR company. We help you tell lies to people so they'll buy your stuff. I mean contributing to the survival of humanity. Because that's what this really is. We are a species that's trying to survive over the centuries and evolve into higher class beings. According to the Vedic literature, you're supposed to raise yourself to the topmost platform of consciousness in the human form of life. So do you think uh, watching television and movies about uh, gods that don't exist or people that didn't exist... Uh, on planets that don't exist, do you think this is going to benefit your consciousness? No. 
We're in a situation where we're not being encouraged to be our higher self. Yet everyone must become as good an individual as you can be. Or why do you have the ability? The ability and resources you have in this life are for a purpose. They're not to be wasted or ignored. We have that problem of denial. They're ignoring what they should be doing. They're ignoring their capacity. They're ignoring their responsibility. And they're following along being consumers. The Vedic literature says this dependency is dangerous because this material world, particularly in this age of Kali Yuga, is a dangerous place. Difficulties arise without your causing them to everyone. It's the nature of the environment we're living in. Everybody has a car accident. Everybody hurts their hand or foot. Everybody can't sleep. Everybody tells a lie. Every, all these things are happening. Something breaks. Something else breaks. Oh, I just deleted that. It's all going on to everyone, everywhere. It's the nature of the place. So in the human form of life, we're supposed to overcome this misconception that it's a happy place. We're supposed to overcome the conception that this is home. Everybody thinks that. Oh, I'm going home. And you drive down some road and turn in some driveway and go into some building. And that's your home. Well, it's really your allotment because you can't produce. You can't survive there unless resources are coming in from other people's pool of resources. You have to buy them to get to stay there. The bank has owns the property, you're buying it from them, or the landlord owns it, you're renting it from them. You don't own anything. You have no rights, you have no reason, you have no claim. That's the word I'm looking for, to stay there. And if the power's off, or the water's off, or both, what are you, what do you have? You have a truck full of stuff that has to go with you wherever you go. But no one's looking at that. No one's thinking that, oh, I might not have an income or there might not be power and water. But without looking at that, you're not looking at the potential danger that is in front of many, many people on the planet right now. The uh, security of supply, whether it's money, power, water, knowledge, all of it, electricity, it's all tenable. It's all fragile right now on the planet. We have people fighting over water, court cases all the time. We know that the banks are criminals. They can take the money out of your account. In the government, they agreed to let them do it. Because what, what's that? There's no security in a bank. When we were trained, that that's what a bank is for, security. We have the same thing in education. The education system is informing you of facts and information on a subject that's already 10 years old. And yet we all experience that, my goodness, the rate of advancement of technology and the demand upon people to coordinate in a social structure is rapidly increasing, constantly increasing. So the education system is behind. We have the same situation with the media. The media is not giving you the whole story. They give you some of it, they spin it the way they want you to look at it, and they don't give you all of it. This is like the American elections is being pushed all over the world. Why? The rest of the world doesn't vote in America. Everybody has an opinion of Trump, but nobody knows him. 
They're just smarting off. He may be good, he may be bad, it doesn't matter. He is what he is. Listen to him and make up your own mind. But if you go to the media, you see, you don't get to hear what he says. They tell you what he said. They tell you how you should look at it. They write articles about what he said and quote a line or two in an article to support what they want you to think. Well, this is not dissemination of knowledge. You should be allowed to hear the person and make up your own mind with your own intelligence. This is our requirement of the human form of life, to make a decisive move through your life of sense enjoyment to a higher life of divine consciousness. Anybody can become one of these fools who finds fault. But it takes a determined individual to reject the fault-finding and the deception and focus on the truth and learning what is true and giving that truth when asked a question. So the opportunity in the human form of life is particularly unique. You're in a situation where you can discriminate between truth and lie. You have a degree of independence that you don't have in the other forms of life. You have a level of contemplative intelligence you don't have in the other forms of life. You have hands that can manipulate and maneuver and achieve what you want that they don't have in the other forms of life. So it is a magnificent combination of special circumstances that allows you the opportunity to make simple survival steps and serious conscious development and control over the mind and senses for spiritual realization. Now that's a human form of life that is an amazing set of circumstances to achieve an absolutely uh, amazing and vitally important transition to the spiritual conception from the material conception because all lower species of life have a material perspective of life. But in the human form of life, you can use a discerning eye and you can evaluate what is real and what is not. You can tell whether or not it's the truth or a lie. There are even courses you can be trained. So can you train an animal? No, but you can be trained. So if you try, if you actually go, well, I want to learn how to do this and I want to know how to do that and this and that. And it's amazing the number of things you can learn, be trained in, become proficient at and make a positive contribution to humanity. We have everybody making a positive uh, deduction from the resources. And we have everybody trying to say how smart they are and they prove it by finding fault. But we don't have a root, a, a, a core of human society that is self-sufficient, that is not dependent upon a system that can be shut down in a moment's notice. It is not intelligent to put all of your uh, dependency on something that you have no say over. Even in a company, you want to make something, you try to nail down the raw materials required. So now to become an, an intelligent, godly, divine human being, you have to have the resources. You have to not be dependent upon people that will uh, blackmail you for those resources you need to survive. And most of society is now in that situation. Anybody, everybody could be blackmailed tomorrow. 
All I have to do is stop shipping oil to you. All I have to do is say the power is down, the generator's broke. And immediately, you're at a disadvantage. Now, in, in, in some countries, food production is stable. And in other countries, it's not. It's imported. It's intelligent to sustain that uh, domestic production of food that's required for the sustenance of the population. But we have all these free trade agreements that are screwing that up. You can't buy local. That's one of the uh, conditions in the TPPA that people are complaining about. That it's not fair. It's not sovereign. You can't buy the food down the street. You have to buy the stuff imported from another nation. And the stuff down the street has to go someplace else. Ridiculous. All food is acclimatized. All people are acclimatized. It's best and most intelligent and healthy to eat food acclimatized like you are. So we see how this deception is not intended to uplift society. And so many of the things that we're experiencing on a daily basis are not lifting up the consciousness of the people. So Vedic literature says you must become aware of this. And you must rise above this. And that means you must simplify your life. Don't be so dependent on things to enjoy or things that you want. Take a look at your needs and see what needs you have that you can provide. Humbly? Uh, gloriously? Who could say? But the concept has to be there so that you're not dependent upon systems that you have no control over. The resources of the planet are put here to sustain the living entities so that the living entities can come to a higher consciousness and render love of God and service to God and experience a higher taste while in the human form of life. And simultaneously, we're to be stewards over the other species and the land and see that it's maintained properly because it's God's property. It's our Father's property we're all sharing. Why would we contaminate it? That does not make sense. So we see we have a group at the top of the human food chain that is purposely contaminating everything making it harder and harder for us as a species to survive. And this uh, dependency is upon them. It is not upon you and I. I may have a few dependents, you may have a few dependents, but the masses are dependent upon those at the top controlling the resources. And this means there will be a catastrophe because the people at the top don't care about you. They care about them. So in actuality, we're taught by the Vedic literature that everything actually belongs to the Lord. And if one uses the Lord's property for the Lord's pleasure, things prosper. And if one steals the Lord's property and sells it to others, it ends in a catastrophe. And we're in the situation where anyone can see that this is not a good condition we're in. And we need to uh, be aware that the catastrophe will come. And we will automatically understand how not to do it. And the way to do it is back to individual independence and individual dependence upon the resources and the mercy of the Lord. The resources are put here by the causeless mercy of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And they're meant to be shared on an equal basis of what is required by you. 
And from that point of view, if you minimize your requirements, you maximize your survival. So we're not looking at that. And we need to look at that now. The situation with all of the necessities that you are counting on is becoming more and more fragile daily. And we have to take positive steps, preparedness. Be prepared. Everyone says that. Good luck to you and be prepared, most of all. Be prepared. Boy Scout motto, be prepared. Are you prepared to fend for yourself? What if you don't, what if you have to live a life without electricity? Let's say for just six months, no electricity. Are you ready? How about no petrol for a month? Are you ready? What about the banks taking 50% of the money you have in your account away from you without your permission. Are you ready? These are things that we are actually facing in our lives, in the now, in the social system the way it is. And simultaneously, contamination of the food, the water, the air, the information, everything contaminated. There is, uh, I read an article yesterday about how they're finding Roundup, which is uh, that glyphosate ingredient was found in 93% of the Americans they tested across the country. It was found in 50% of the Europeans they found. And it was found in 100% of the parliamentarians in Europe. The Parliament of the UK, they had a volunteer to test. They were proving we don't have phosphate in our system. It's not to worry about. And when tested, they all had it in their system. So you're probably no exception. We probably all have this stuff contaminated into our body. They told us it was safe, and now hope it's not. DDT was that way, 2,4-D, 2,4-5-T. The list is huge. Chemotherapy, mammograms are safe, they're safe. No, they're not. All these things are contaminating our lives. The water, Fukushima, no one stops Fukushima. They stopped Chernobyl, but they're not stopping Fukushima. Fish all over are dying. Fish have contaminated the... Amount of drugs, the other was almost like I can't remember the number. Hmm. Double-digit types of uh, uh, drugs, pharmaceutical drugs in fish. <laughs> now they're testing uh, all the municipal water. Same thing. A huge list of pharmaceutical drugs in the drinking water. Gender benders and pharma, uh, antibiotics and hormone drugs and all this in the drinking water. So we're being contaminated. We're being restricted from being the best we can be. And the news, the media, the information, the goal of life, the encouragements, the uh, vitality of life is not training you to be the best you can be. That is your responsibility you must take that responsibility seriously and move yourself into a plane of needs, necessity, and self-sufficiency for your own sake. We're not talking about sharing here. We're just talking about surviving to be of use. Everyone, every living entity, every human being is supposed to be a positive contributor to the gene pool, to the human experience, to the survival of the species, to reproduction, to intelligence, to knowledge and experience. We're all supposed to be contributing. But we're being trained out of that mentality and we're trained into dependency. 
the Vedic literature, our spiritual master, the Krishna consciousness movement is all to turn that around. So you are dependent upon the mercy of the Lord because he has the facilities here you need. He actually owns everything. He has an allotment for you. And if you surrender and serve him, if you become a God-conscious being, if you understand and develop devotional service, he will take care of you. He says that immediately. The protection starts immediately. You simply surrender and start serving. And even if you're not qualified, the protection starts immediately. And gradually you're serving and associating with spiritual beings. You come to the platform, you're of use and significance. And the reciprocation and the realization, the knowledge and awareness and the joy of happiness within grows. But the protection starts immediately. So you need protecting. Then you need to find the spiritual master's instructions in Bhagavad Gita as it is and surrender to Lord Sri Krishna. Follow the Vedic teachings. Follow the spiritual master. Chant the Maha Mantra for purification. Read the Vedic literature for education. The real kind of education. Knowledge beyond the temporary realm. And use the opportunity of your human form of life to come to the platform that you are actually making a contribution. You understand in proper perspective. You're living on the perspective of needs, not desires. And you're making a great contribution, expanding the understanding and the knowledge of the Vedic literature. It's for everyone. Learn it. Share it. Let the world grow out of this selfish chaos it's in and get dependent upon the Supreme Personality of Godhead, not upon these demonic leaders who have no conscience about you not getting a meal. Take to this Krishna consciousness movement. Read Bhagavad Gita as it is. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.